Welcome to the Paradigm Shift on 4ZZZ 102.1, where we challenge the assumptions of our current society to resist oppression and investigate alternative ways of living for a world based on justice, solidarity, and sustainability. Welcome to the Paradigm Shift on 4ZZZ 102.1 FM. It's your local community radio station. And my name is Andy, and it is a pleasure to have your company for the next hour. Um, today, I am coming to you from Gija and Jaru country in uh, northwestern Australia, the, uh, East Kimberley. And I've been enjoying some of the spectacular country that is around here. But um, for the show, we're going to be going a bit further west to the Burrup Peninsula, um, in the Pilbara, where there um, is lots going on. There's a lot of money made in the Pilbara um, all the time by some big iron ore companies and some big gas companies. Um, and there's a lot of Aboriginal nations there um, living their life either in out on country in communities or in some of the towns there. And there's a big political fight going on at the moment to protect some of that country um, centering around the Burrup Peninsula, or uh, Murujuga, one part of the Burrup Peninsula, and some of the traditional Aboriginal rock art that is there. It's very old. There's quite a lot of it. In It's a stunning landscape. There's nothing really like it. These huge hills that um, look like giant piles of rocks. Who knows how it got like that. Um, it's quite... Uh, amazing place to go to and see and there is lots of Aboriginal art on those rocks and the uh, Nalama people there, the traditional owners, um, say that the they've been noticing that the art is deteriorating on those rocks and they are blaming some of the industry that goes on there. There are two big gas processing hubs on Burrup Peninsula um, near Karratha is the nearest town and they are both run by Woodside and some of the gas and its byproducts is used to make fertilizer there as well as just the the gas being processed and of course the effects that come the climate effects that come from um, burning a lot of gas if you've ever seen gas processing plants there's also big plumes burning all the time as a um the excess gas escapes as it's processed, and so um, a lot of smoke and heat and um, fine particles in the air, everything like that. And Nalama people have saying that it's affecting their 
um, some of their traditional rock art, and they want to put an end to the expansion plans of the of Woodside's gas processing plants there, but also to a proposed gas project that is the reason for those expansion plans, the Scarborough gas fields, which are 300 kilometres off the coast of Western Australia and contain a staggering amount of gas. 1.6 billion tonnes of carbon pollution, in fact, over the life of the project, which is the equivalent to about 15 uh, coal-fired power stations and of course it could actually be much more because of the proposed expansions that would uh, increase the capability for Woodside to then open up other gas fields and there are other gas fields so it's of serious concern climate concern but it's also of serious cultural concern for Aboriginal people which is what we're going to be talking about today on the show now many of us are saying that the Scarborough Gas Project should not go ahead and the expansion of Woodside's plants, gas plants on the Burrup shouldn't go ahead. Um, and people are also saying that, and the good news on that front is that just last week, actually, the Federal Environment Department and new Environment Minister Tanya Plibersek has put in place a Section 9, basically a temporary stop work order on the development of a $4.5 billion urea plant, um, urea used for fertilizer made from uh, liquid natural gas. Um, that is being made by the company Perdamon, and it is temporarily stopped while there is an assessment of its effects on um, the Murajuga rock art. Of course, um, those of us who remember a few years ago, the controversy around uh, the demolition of the Duke and Gorge rock art um, there in the Pilbara by Rio Tinto and the fallout that came for it know that um, fortunately the world is changing and uh, these big companies can't just get away with the destruction of some of this ancient culture. So today on the show that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to hear from Raylene Cooper, one of the um, Nalama traditional owners who has been going around the place. She lives there in Karatha and um, has been working with other traditional owners there, but she's also um, actually been over to Geneva to uh, United Nations Indigenous Peoples Congress to talk about um, Murujuga and how it's being affected by mining, and she has been very active in trying to bring awareness to this campaign. So we'll hear from her and a few other Nalama people about Murajuga. So stick around. I'm going to play an interview now uh, with Raylene Cooper, Nalama woman. Um, I didn't do this interview, actually. Joni Boyd from the indie media show on RTR-FM, great community radio station in Perth, did this interview um, and happy to share it with us here at the Paradigm Shift. So let's have a listen to Joni chatting with Raylene. Hi, good morning to you all and everybody. Hey, um, look, Save the Songlines is, um, I guess the title was basically means uh, we're trying to save our, our rock art, our, um, our traditional customs that we still follow today um, through our uh, law and culture. And say the song lines is part of it um, in terms of our history and our cultural um, traditions that we carry um, through our 
through our area here in the in the Pilbara area, and um, we followed them customs, um, you know, very dearly, and um, we use our governance and our cultural protocols um, to abide by those customs. Um, so, it's the, save the song ones are are part of the rock art that we have, and um, they tell the stories of our history. Yeah. So um, the the merging of rock rock art that's under threat mm-hmm. from uh, Woodside's activity up in the Burrup Hub, um, it's it's uh, threatening to to like degrade your cultural history. That's right. Um, so the rock art depicts um, whether they're totems of uh, or pictures of um, carved um, animals or plants. Um, sometimes they are the um, first pictures of the human face. Um, so they're, you know, from 50 to 70,000 year old rock art. Um, so it's times of evolution of time, um, that they've been here for so long. And over the last, you know, between 50 to 60 years, um, there's been a notice of degradation and more, more so in the last, you know, five years, we're clearly seeing that there's damage, um, within the patina and the rock flaking away. Um, and, you know, fungus being caused by acid, acidic rains and, you know, um, in, in the air. So, yeah, they're, they're causing quite a lot of problem with the emissions in the air and, um, what Woodside and, you know, surrounding, um, industry on the borough. So it's, we're physically seeing the effects of, um, you know, uh, climate change right in front of our eyes. And so um, Woodside's looking to expand their operations there on the Burrup Hub, and I imagine that will, like, dramatically escalate these degradations of your rock art? Oh, yes, um, most certainly. Um, there's no doubt about it. Um, we do see them. We physically see them. Um, we have scientific evidence um, by those academics who have been working um, on the Burrup and rock art for many, many years. Um, and, you know, we live in this area, so... Mudruga is our backyard, our, our home. And um, in saying that, we're constantly going out there and we're seeing the changes dramatically within the environment. Um, animals that were there aren't there anymore. Um, they've either moved from the area because they're sources of either water or food uh, not available. or uh, And we have a few endangered species that have been out there. So, you know, we're seeing the effects with the, the ecological damage that's been done. Um, and so it... it you know, there's no doubt in the back of my mind the concerns that we have for, you know, humans around the area, um, you know, what we're breathing in, the effects of these individuals working within these industries. I mean, you know, it, it's you have to think about these things. Absolutely. They're dealing with some really toxic stuff just as they're, um, you know, doing their operations there, let alone the, you know, massive, you know, tens of millions of tonnes of CO2 that are going to be polluted into the air from, you know, what they're exporting out. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, Save Our Songlines, you, you, you guys just had a big action yesterday. You had a march for country. What did that involve and how did it go? Um, it was quite um, exciting, uh, to say the least, but a really good cause. I mean, um, we were very surprised with um, the, the, the supporters and the contribution. Um, we had a lot of sponsors um, around the businesses and the community, so it was fantastic to them all. Big shout-out to all you again. Um, and um, the police presence, they were wonderful yesterday in helping us with 
you know, um, making sure that we were okay and that other, um, you know, visitors that come to the area were able to access in and out. So it was really, really great. Um, yeah, big support from everybody. So very, very happy with, um, you know, how things have been going and, and just getting the awareness out there for everybody. This is a really special place, um, not just for us, but for everyone. And, um, you know, it's, it's more important that we um, start recognising that there are some critical and major issues right now that are going on with our climate change and global warming. And um, I think people are starting to wake up and to say, you know, you know enough's enough. Um, where do we draw the line? So it was a fantastic turnout. Um, really, I, I'm just about, you know, losing my voice. Um, it was a great day. Yeah, fantastic. Doing lots of, lots of shouting during the march. Yes, I, I've never really been involved in anything like this, but, you know, it, it sort of lifts the spirits really high within our widart, in our hearts. Um, and, you know, the Ngura, our land, our country, was she was very happy yesterday. And, um, you know, to see all these beautiful people and souls out there, um, you know, putting their little bit in because um, we care, you know. So it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, really overwhelming. For sure. That's, that's really positive to hear, Ray. Um, so you've been doing a bunch of actions and I'm sure you've got a lot more planned. How have Woodside and the state government and, and the police uh, responded to, to, to what you guys are doing? Oh, look, um, state government and um, industry, uh, we've had no success in, in coming to the table with any of them. Um, we have tried to put it out there with uh, the McGowan government and it seems that they keep pushing back and um, it's not a, you know, there's no concerns. Um, they pre- prefer um, industry um, before and money before, Absolutely. you know, and profits before culture or humans, people. And um, and it's clear that this is what they feel. Um, they haven't said otherwise. Um, Woodside um, and industry out in the borough, the Yarras of the world and Perdaman, um who in particular is a big is a big concern, another chemical plant out there um, on the BART that they want to do, and government, you know, pushing $253 million when we're in a health crisis. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, you know, and then we've got the police. Look, the policing yesterday, I cannot fault um, the police. Um, they were really quite um, helpful yesterday. Um, they, they, they do have a hard job, and it is a hard job to be getting out and, um, doing the things that they do, and like the front, you know, our health health system and our frontline workers there. I mean, you know, but they really showed um, a lot of dedication and commitment yesterday to coming together um, with everybody. So I, it was just fantastic having their support yesterday. Absolutely, um, I hope that they can see that there's a bigger picture. Yeah. Yeah, I hope that that relationship, um, you know, continues to stay a positive one. Um, yeah. What? Uh, so, what's next for Save Our Songlines? You have a, a convergence on the weekend. Well, look, no, we we um, it was just been a really big <laughs> last ten months. I must tell you. Um, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and then, you know, the flights um, over in the UN. Um, it, it was a, a humbling experience and. Um, very overwhelming at times. Um, so we share those thoughts um, and those sufferings from all the First Nations people, not only on our nation and in our country, but also for those um, beyond broadly internationally who are going through some horrific times. 
um, and to see this happening still at, at, in our day and age is is, is just so traumatic. And um, my heart fell out to them all. Oh, it's terrible. It's tragic. Um, and in saying that, look, um, you know, I, I just right now it, it's all about pushing some Zed, some sleep, and really sort of recharging the batteries, and then um, yeah, back to uh, back on the back on the um, bike and yeah, pushing through again, pedaling it away, and. Um, we will be seeing some, um, possibly, uh, some legal conversations uh, where we would be going from here. Um, however, yes, certainly, um, still, still up for the challenge in in terms of um, fighting for what is right um, and culturally what we know and believe to be right, and that's to protect the Ngora, to protect the country, to protect Mother Earth and our, and her people. Um, that's and then coming together. You know, there's so much chaos in the world these days. We need to start from the home roots and coming together as a people and um, supporting each other, you know, and looking for the future because the way things that are going, um, if government get their way and industry get their way, there's not going to be much of a future. An interview played originally on the Indie Media Show on RTR FM in Perth, uh, done by Journey Boyd, with... Nalama woman, Raylene Cooper, talking about the Save the Burrup, Save Our Songlines campaign, which is a campaign against the expansion of Woodside's uh, gas processing facilities on the Burrup Peninsula on near the Pilbara in northwestern Australia um, because of the harm it is doing to some ancient Aboriginal rock art, petroglyphs, in uh, what they call Murujuga, that part of the world. And I was lucky enough to get to be at Murujuga at the same time as there was a bit of a protest rally against um, Woodside's proposed expansion. And so got to get along to that, show my support, and hear from uh, Aboriginal people on country about their culture and the effects that the expansion of the fossil fuel industry is having on it. And so I thought I'd play a couple of the speeches from that rally for you. I have uh, Josie Alec, who, along with Raylene Cooper, went to Geneva to speak to the United Nations Congress of Indigenous People about um, Nalama people and their opposition to... Woodside gas expansion plans. Uh, she gives a bit of a speech, and then we've got a little speech from Kayleen Daniel, who um, is carrying on her long family tradition of standing up for country in that part of the world. So let's have a listen. Um, pretty amazing. Like Ray said, we just come back from the UN, and it's uh, been a bit of a bittersweet journey for me. And I lost my dad on the way flying over, and. Um, I still, my family were like, come here, come come back to your people, uh, finish your job, what you have to do. This is uh, what my dad would have wanted. So um, that's my foster dad. They, they've had me since I was one years old and uh, they fostered me right from this place. And um, for me, this is, uh, we've been working on this for a little while now and I'm so happy to see everybody here. And um, I suppose... <laughs> The UN trip was a big eye-opener. Um, doesn't matter where you come from. you always got a, a bloodline connection from it through your birthright. 
to your place, to wherever you are and whoever you are. We all do. And that connection is to Mother Earth. We're all from her. We all came from her. We all came from our mothers and our fathers. And uh, she was the one who created us, you know, with Minga. And um, so, you know, we have to protect her. That's our, our obligation as human beings, to protect Mother Earth, um, to wake up from this bitter dream that is uh, industry, um, filling our lungs with poison, filling our children's lungs with poison, uh, filling the ground full of water, the water um, with poison, contamination. And uh, this cannot happen anymore. We have to fight for our country. We can't just keep on sighing it away and giving it to these people, these, this industry. We can't do it anymore. It has to stop. We have to stand up for our countries, for everything that's in it, for the stories that are here, from here all around Australia. And we've been speaking to a lot of people around Australia about the same thing that's going on in their country. There's so many people, uh, First Nations people, standing up for the rights of their country and they're speaking up for their rights of country. And I suppose that's what NAIDOC's all about this, this, uh, this year. Let's stand up, show up, get up. And um, I'm so proud to be standing here in, in front of my families here as well, talking and um, being able to go and represent um, First Nations people from around Australia, um, talking about how, you know, the industry is impacting us and um, in, impacting our countries, uh, especially as women. Um, so, you know, we are the, the carriers of our babies and... Um, so the the future is here. So I'm just gonna sing a song. I'm gonna sing. I am a mother from this great land. Like every other, I have big plans. My country, family, the things I do. No way in this lifetime I could do without you. I came back home where I was born And from this place I can't be torn When things get hard my family's always there All my worries I know that I can share Cause the red dirt here is all the same The path we follow should have no shame so when I walk, I walk with my head high And with my spirit, I'm not afraid to try Said I'm not afraid to try I'm not afraid to try I'm not afraid to try, afraid to try. The red dirt here is all the same The red dirt here is all the same. The red dirt here is all the same. The red dirt here is all the same. Thank you, guys. Thanks for coming, everyone.
My name is Kayleen Daniel, uh, daughter for Tootsie Daniel, and my father, late dad, Mr. David Daniel, who used to always fought for this country as well. So I've um, got a lot of knowledge and that knowing about this Ngora. This Ngora is very important to us. To us Daniel family, we used to always come, we used to do our march, protest, protect this Ngora. Started from over there. It's a yatta there, it's a bow shed. My late dad first started tours and protected, protection of this Ngora. This Ngora is very important to us. You know, and even out there in the islands, such a beautiful place. We can't let it be destroyed. No, we can't. You know, I've been a fellow ranger here, looking after the country for a few years. Me and some others, you know. So I, have, I felt how, how we get together and I hear how we all really advocate for this country, you know. This Mura. We have to stand up, you know. Can't allow this. There used to be a yard over there where they kept rock art and they had it for years till they let it out. Then just, just a few years ago, they let it free again. Then now they want to put another, another lot in a cage, in a prison for our people. Our people had did our stories, you know, written on rock, written on rock art. We have to protect this place. Like so my, my old father did, Mr. Daniel. I don't know, some of you might know him, but that's what he then did and done. So I'll get up proudly to say this, let this out, and share it to all you. So thank you. Thank you very much. You know the beat, how we go? Can we all follow that beat along, yeah? Come on, tap away with me, yeah? That's the way. Keep it going. That's good. How you doing there, Mike? Got a beat in there for you. Now I want everybody on this half of the crowd to hum along with Aaron here. That's good, that's good. Keep it going. Everybody on this half of the crowd. Come along with Mark. Keep it going. Right. We On the paradigm shift on 4 Z. Before those songs was a couple of speeches 
from Jesse Alec and Kayleen Daniel um, from a rally held at Murujuga on the Burrup Peninsula in northwestern Australia uh, against the proposed expansions of both um, gas using fertilizer plants and also the uh, gas industry with the proposed Scarborough gas field um, off the coast of Western Australia and the expansion that would come with it on the Northwest Shelf uh, LNG processing facilities. So um, I got along to that rally there as your reporter on the ground and recorded those speeches for you. Now, while I was in the Pilbara, it so happened that it was NAIDOC week and um, I also managed to get along to an excellent NAIDOC concert um, held in Roburn at the Art Centre there. And um, one of the artists I got to see was Patrick Churnside, who you heard singing just there as part of his performance that is called Jabi Flood Country. And it's a really great show put on in collaboration with Big Heart, um, singing mostly in Aboriginal language and then kind of explaining in between um, what the Aboriginal song lines mean about what country means for Aboriginal people and family and things like that and also about Patrick's experiences working in the giant iron ore mines in the Pilbara there um, and his experience of what that the conflict I guess that comes from doing that as an Aboriginal person who is feeling connected to country while you're digging it up and shipping it off to make bucks for a multinational corporation. And so it was a really great performance. I do recommend if you ever get the chance to see it that you do get along to it. Um, But I ran into Patrick again at the rally that we were just talking uh, about and I grabbed him and sat down to have a bit of a chat and so let's have a listen to that now. Why, but one day, what? I any Patrick Chern side. None of the Nalomadandu, Injibandi Murra, Wanagarela in the Northwest Pilbara, Western Australia. Hello, everybody. My name is Patrick Chern I'm a Nalomadandu, First Nation tradition loner from the Pilbara of Western Australia. Now, Patrick, last night um, I saw for NAIDOC Day you were doing a performance that you've come up with incorporating traditional songs and a bit of talking about it. Can you tell us a bit about that performance and what it's about? The performance we um, played last night was a um, co-created development with a um, social justice company called Big Heart. Um, They've been operating out of my home community of Robin these past 10, 12 years now and we've created in the last uh, three to four years this uh, narrative uh, theatre production piece called Jabi Flood Country and Jabi Flood Country tells the story in song a narrative about the impacts of such things as mining and industry, um, impacts to um, traditional Aboriginal heritage and cultural objects and items, but also, I guess, interwoven through this is the narrative and my own personal journey through life. Growing up as a young Indigenous man in a 
community like Robin in the northwest of WA and um, seeing the, the heavy impacts throughout, I guess, the last 30, 40 years of life in this part of the region. For those on the uh, east coast who might not know much about Roburn, might hear about the Pilbara and think about mining and things like that, but uh, I mean, what's Roburn like as a community? Roburn today is a vibrant little community, I'd say. Um, you know, in the scheme of things, to put Roburn on the map in the context of you know those that may be on the east coast, um, our part of the world in the northwest of Western Australia. As, as some governments and industry put it, is the, um, I guess, economy of the nation is derived from this part of the country, if you will, where we have, you know, a, a third of the nation's economy in um, gas, oil and um, industry exports that come out of this country, Ngaluma country. Um, yeah, so in, if it helps put a bit of context to the, you know, some of those on the East Coast, my country where I'm based is um, central to some of the nation's economy and its industrial development. But at the other token in that page, it's also central to some of the most significant songlines that may have been heard across this nation. Songlines like the Seven Sisters, we call this one Guri Guri, in this part of the region, but it's a well-known and well-versed songline that stretches across the nation of Australia, if you will. Mm. So you describe yourself as a songman, um, which is obviously a part of traditional Aboriginal culture and still a part of contemporary Aboriginal culture. Uh, I guess for those who don't know, what's the significance of those songlines? What does it mean for Aboriginal people? I guess for some of us as Indigenous First Nations people, the importance of our songlines or maintaining these songlines is critical to our understanding of country, if you will, in some parts or some places to those songlines where ceremonial practice may be involved as part of these songlines and the customs of those ceremonial practices, which in some parts of Australia we see have been heavily interrupted, if you will, through colonisation and other impacts. Impacts nowadays such as, I see, industrial development, which has been, a, I guess, a more significant impact in some ways than some of the um, colonisation impacts of, of age. In some of the industrial impacts, we are seeing, I guess, not only the loss of, you know, um, where previously colonizational history had had taken in some effects in parts of Australia or Aboriginal Australia the language, the practice or even those customs custom ceremonies if you will in parts of um, indigenous Australia. Fortunately for us and, and some of our I guess you know strong tribal leaders of age through our generations they've managed to still can carry and maintain our ceremonies and practices, which we still conduct every year in this part of the, the region. One of the, <clears throat> one of the most interesting bits in your show is where you talk about the fact that you used to work on the iron ore mines here on a digger and that you 
then you felt like you couldn't continue to work on that. Um, that's a very interesting experience. I mean, a lot of there's a lot of poverty in Aboriginal communities around the place, and a lot of money can be made in the mines. But was, there's a tension in, it, isn't there? Yeah. I, I think the the messages in the in parts of the performance speaks to those, I guess, um, issues of yes, you know, in in some parts of the nation, like the northwest region, um, a city called Kratha which is some 30 kilometers away from uh, Robin, but the contrast in difference to some of the, I guess, living conditions, um, some of the, I guess, you know, road and, and street conditions stand at between first world and third world conditions, if you will. And that's only 30 kilometers down the road, yet this part of the nation is critical to, you know, Australia's economy. So when I hear that in terms of, you know, today's understanding in generational society, there's billions and billions of dollars in this part of the world. Why is it not reaching our First Nations communities and peoples? Um, I think there may be some challenges to that and maybe some of the challenges in the processes of how that, you know, equates, I guess. But I think... In all in all, the way I see it, it's like um, taking the lens of, you know, a, a, a whole narrowed picture to then getting the wide lens view of what it actually looks like. But you felt that you couldn't keep working in the mines because it was selling out your country. Well, I was selling out my culture, if you think of it that way. Whereas I'm, in one effect, you know, becoming a, a songman or a leader in this space, teaching young, younger generations about these song lines now, continuing and maintaining them in that respect. So, yeah, it was contradictory to, you know, what I call the wirat, the spirit. And that was part of the language we call it wirat, wirdangali, meaning, you know, to have a broken spirit but you still continue to, you know, carry out your day-to-day life and activities in some ways. So, like, if that, I guess, refers or can reflect to some of those, you know, that may be in the metropolitan areas where they see, you know, impacts to country or um, impacts on country differently as opposed to in some parts of the outback regions of, you know, Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, today you're here as a, a march against the um, Scarborough gas development, against expansion of the northwest shelf, you know, um, gas refineries here. Uh, what brings you from, at one point you were working on the mines and now you're here protesting against the expansion of the mines? What's happened? I guess a change in culture, a change in, you know, shift in where I, I can see things in the instance. Um, you know, it's, it's not to say that we don't want, I don't want mining at all. It's to create the awareness and, and more understanding about too much is not enough in some respects. Where I guess, you know, in the culture of industry or the culture of development, the, the you know, behavior and cultural behavior of people in this space is all about profit or making money as opposed to 
a First Nation man, a, a traditional custodian, a knowledge keeper. It's about preservation and protection, if you will, and maintaining and, and continuing in that respect. Totally different language when you speak this type of volumes at different levels to different audiences, if you will. I guess partly the show and, and speaking that language and those volumes of you know these issues in a performance, I think, has, well, I think for me, has done a whole lot more than some of our serving politicians in Cabinet today, perhaps. Mm. All right, well, thanks very much, Patrick. Is there anything else you want to leave us with about, um, I guess, about Mine or about this uh, issue here at Murujuga? I guess to say um, for yourself, thanks for being here on Country Brother and um, you know sharing your views and, and being able to give us the opportunity to be heard in other parts of the country, I guess. But also um, a, a final maybe message for some of our fellow countrymen and listeners out there that may be listening. As I would always say, or as our old people say, we left a message here for this country. Ngaindari kumawani nguranga. In our language, this means we all come together on country. Thank you. We all come together on country. Those are the words of Nalama songman Patrick Churnside. Um, and I was speaking to him on country there, Nalama country, the Burrup Peninsula. I was lucky enough to be part of a rally um, to try to protect some of that ancient rock art and um, I guess not just the rock art, it's the history books in the museum of Nalama people. Um, and they say it is being threatened by the expansion of the gas industry there on the Burrup Peninsula. And they're saying that there should be no more. They've had a bit of a win in the last week or so with um, Tanya Plebisek, Federal Environment Minister, putting in a, a stop work order for a month at least on Perdaman's uh, urea plant there, very close as it is to some of that rock art at Murujuga. Um, but there's a long way to go and a big fight ahead of them taking on um, some serious big corporate players, um, especially Woodside, the West Australian gas giant. But... Um, there's some determined people there, and we heard from some of them today on the show, Raylene Cooper and Josie Alec, who went over to Geneva to the United Nations Congress of Indigenous People to talk about um, what's going on for Nalama people and hear from Indigenous people around the world, many of whom uh, have been fighting the good fight for a long time to protect their culture and their country from uh, big companies for whom they only see dollar signs in the the land around them. They don't see any kind of connection to country or responsibility to look after it. And so um, you can find out more about what's going on with the campaign to protect the borough. Um, there is a Facebook page that is called Save the Borough, Save Our Songlines, and then the campaign against the Scarborough Gas Project, the gigantic gas field, 300 kilometres off the coast of Western Australia there that Woodside are hoping to 
dig into to justify the expansion of their processing facilities. There's plenty of um, environmental groups against that, and you can find out more at saynotoscarborough.com.au or on your social media, Say No to Scarborough. Um, hope you enjoyed the show today. It was certainly great getting to um, be over there and um, get to chat to some of those folks and get to see that country and the Aboriginal heritage that is there and so easily found. And it's an honour, I have to say, uh, to be part of this country and be able to witness some of that ancient culture. So I do encourage you to get out there, um, connect to the place around you and maybe some of its history and maybe some of the Aboriginal people who are still trying to uh, continue that culture and look after that country. As for us in the Paradigm Shift, we'll be back next week 